everyone. Welcome to our podcast, which is In Conversation with IPR and Competition Law. I am your host, Ishita Borua. Today, we have Mr. Nilanshu Shekhar, sir, the founding partner of K-Analysis. Mr. Nilanshu is experienced in the intellectual property domain. He has managed, worked on various IP portfolios. His domain expertise includes biotechnology, pharmaceuticals, life sciences, healthcare, and chemicals. He has also worked with several CTOs, R&D heads, and heads of product development at various organizations. He has also managed IP portfolios for Fortune 100, 500, and 1000 companies across the globe. He has experience in managing cross-sectors, clients, and industries, and provides value-added advice to clients worldwide enabling them to achieve their strategic and business objectives. His expertise lies in strategically managing the prosecution of patents, trademarks, and designs. He regularly advises clients in taking their businesses globally. Hello, sir. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Ishita. Thank you so much for the lovely introduction and uh, a big hello to all your viewers, or rather, all your listeners. Thank you, sir. Sir, uh, before beginning today's session on how to manage your global IP portfolios, um, I would like to ask you, sir, um, what led your interest to entering intellectual property rights domain and then your journey towards becoming a patent attorney and establishing a full-service IP law firm, uh, KA Analysis, and your upcoming steps towards IPR? Well, uh, IPR happened by chance to me because I was straight out of college and uh, there is a company in Gurgaon which was looking for engineers to be hired as research associates doing analysis of patents. It was not anything that I wanted to get into but being my first job as a patent analyst, the domain was exciting for me. You get to know new technologies. You get to read about innovations that would be coming to the market in the next five, seven, eight years down the line. So, sorry. So these are things that pulled me towards that. With time, I realized that a backing of legal acumen with my engineering degrees would be an added advantage so i quit my job went to law school and i was working during the night for k analysis when i founded in 2007. so that's how intellectual property happened and now slowly and gradually from research i have moved into other aspect of technology law that's very nice, sir. That's very exciting and very good to hear. Also, sir, uh, can you explain us what is an IP portfolio from your point of view? Before explaining IP portfolio, let us understand what is IP. IP here stands for intellectual property because most of the people in India confuse it with internet protocol. So, IP is any development because of human endeavor you invent anything or you formulate anything you make anything that creation is your intellectual property a 
portfolio is something like a collection of your intellectual properties that means if there is a company they have many assets that they need to protect including patents trademarks copyrights designs even trade secrets and the know-how how to perform a task or how to make that product is also their intellectual property and every bit of intellectual property if protected properly becomes your ip portfolio so it's a collection of your intellectual capital that you could use for commercial advantages uh sir uh, why is it important to manage ip portfolio or what is the value of a well managed ip portfolio well that's a good question ip portfolio as such if you i'll give you an example that if a company is making a product there is not one but two but there are multiple patents that would be involved in making that product so if there are multiple patents that would be there apart from those patents there would be certain know-how and there would be a brand name associated to it that needs to be protected by trademarks there would be certain design or aesthetic aspects to your product so a combination of that needs to be managed properly for example it's not just having your ip portfolio but creating a minefield so that your competitors do not get advantage of something that you created by easily designing around your invention so ip portfolios are not just to protect your invention but to further your business goals because as you might be aware that intellectual property is not a a right that is given to you to market your product it is always considered as a negative right by negative right i mean it gives you a right to exclude others from practicing your invention so how do you exclude others by <clears throat> creating a boundary and creating a minefield with a set of ips or an ip portfolio that would help you safeguard your present and future business interests so that is why intellectual property portfolio is extremely important and its management would pay dividends in terms of safeguarding your business interests thank you sir for um, uh, explaining us like how to manage our ip port- portfolios and why it is so important so um moving on to the next question um sir how do you think managing ip portfolios will help attract investors okay if you see <coughs> investors are for two purposes that they would be looking to invest in a company first is assurance and surety that their investments would be not easily going down the drain so that security is provided by intellectual property 
The other part any investor looks is growth. How many X his investment would grow? Both these aspects can be achieved by a robust and strategic intellectual property portfolio management strategy. So if let's say you are an investor, you would see that what would be the entry barrier if you have invented something what would be an entry barriers for others to not enter the market and compete and eat into your profits? It would be your IP. If there is a huge entry barrier because of your IP, then the returns would be higher. So that would attract investors. I'll give you a very good example. You must have heard of the company BlackBerry. We all know that. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. BlackBerry stopped operations, closed everything. But in 2019, according to some estimates, the IP portfolio itself of BlackBerry was valued at over 10 billion US dollars. Recently in 2022, BlackBerry sold out few of its patents, maybe specifically dealing with mobile and messaging technology patterns and something related to the QWERTY keyboards. And they sold it for 600 million US dollars just to pay the debt of 450 million. So that's the value that intellectual property portfolios bring to any investor. And that is the most attracting thing for any investor in the market. Thank you, sir. Uh, also about explaining about the example of the BlackBerry and it's like patent portfolio. Even I didn't know about it. So it's really interesting, sir. Uh, sir, moving on to the next step, uh, next uh, question. Sir, what are the steps of the uh, managing of the IP portfolio? What are the process? Well, the process is a very structured and tedious one. But let me break it down into various uh, small parts so that it would be easier for your audience to understand. So let's say if there is a company and the company has a research and development department. Now the research and development department would be doing a lot of research, coming up with new ideas, coming up with new product ideas, So there is an invention disclosure management system that companies operate on, wherein every inventor across the organization submits ideas. Those ideas are analyzed and evaluated. And out of that few ideas that have a potential to get a patent and which has market viability in line with the company's business goals are selected. Based on that selection, now the IP creation and portfolio management comes into play. You have to decide when to file, where to file, how to file, how to file means which route do you take to file. It's all about the process that you need to identify clear cut right at the R&D stage because filing patent is just one part of it. 
you need to prosecute you need to pay the fees you need to maintain it and it's trust me it's a costly affair so it's a strategic process that needs to be developed and we have developed certain processes as well wherein you need to optimize the entire cost because if you go because i have seen companies in their enthusiasm <clears throat> go ahead and file in 60 70 countries to protect now what happens is that when the patents reach the prosecution stage then the costs start to mount you need to pay maintenance fee as well in each of the countries so budgeting at the start what is your r&d what is your patenting budget and where do you want to protect in terms of your present market your future market and your long term and short term business goals all need to be synchronized and evaluated and on top of that you need cost optimization strategies there are multiple strategies where smaller companies can discuss and evaluate ways where they could save at least 40 to 50% of the expenses and that's how a robust ip portfolio is created um sir uh, when it comes to the global arena i want to ask that how to manage uh, one's ip portfolio in the global arena and the scenario exactly so earlier the system used to work is that if there is a company and wants to file in let's say 10 countries or 20 countries so the entire mechanism was you identify a firm in each of those countries and you contact them and you start filing and prosecution with 10 different firms the need of the r is to have a centralized system the centralized system helps you save lot of cost because you can manage things in a single position it's it gives you peace of mind and you need to have a system in place wherein all your documents dockets deadlines all payments etc are managed from a single location i'll give you a very good example that let's say if you are filing a patent for a product maybe a pharmaceutical product that is my core area of expertise we file patents because pharmaceutical patents have a market in each and every country so we file in over 90 80 90 countries so in that a scenario english is acceptable only in a handful of countries 10 12 countries where english is acceptable the rest you have to file a translated version of the document in the local language you have to manage translation cost let's say if there is a spanish is ac- accepted in six countries so you have a centralized system where is one spanish translation would work in all those six countries you have to manage the objections that different patent offices raise so those objections if managed through a centralized system can be dealt in a centralized manner so that you don't have to incur cost again and again responding to the same set of objections in different countries because one response 
can be sent to different jurisdictions and there are other cost optimization methods as well wherein there are different treaties between different countries and other aspects it will be very elaborate for this podcast to explain in detail about all the minor minor strategies but any of you your uh, listeners if they want they can go to my website and there is an ip help desk option available where they could book a time slot with me i offer that as a pro bono exercise and i can give them a tailor made solution so that they could save cost because startups and small and medium enterprises are always very close to my heart and i am not charging anything for those consultations oh thank you sir that's that's really kind of you sir to be so helpful towards the uh, students and the uh, uh, smes and uh, small and medium enterprises that's uh, thank you sir and i even i um, really like that you just said that thank you so much and uh, exactly. with that just sorry to interrupt the basic problem that i see at this moment in india is lack of awareness true 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 sir because there is a biggest myth that global ip filing is very expensive it is expensive i agree but it is not that expensive as it is perceived at the moment so you have to have a strategy and a rope and a partner who could handhold you and guide you so that you are protected and you create value for yourself and the country that's right my- sir right right thank you thank you so much sir and um with this uh, i would also like to uh, move towards the next question is that um how can complications vulnerabilities and unnecessary cost arise when a business needs to be thoughtfully uh, thoughtfully uh, used to manage ip portfolio and further what are the mistakes that are needed to be avoided yes that's that's again a very good very good point that you have raised because i have seen companies getting too emotional about their intellectual property that they have created your ip should make business sense so that's why i always suggest my clients and companies to do ip audits by ip audit i mean evaluate your portfolio be on top of your portfolio which patents trademarks designs copyrights you are currently using to protect yourself and what are the ones that you could not launch but still took a patent so identify those and i would say classify your ip in terms of your different baskets that these are my essential patents these are my not so essential patents and these are the patents that i need to either let go or i can look forward to generate revenue and license these ip assets the best best uh, part is that ibm generates over 2 billion dollars annually in terms of uh, their patent licensing revenues so these activities need to be done on a regular basis and you should know your ip portfolio like the back of your hand 
unless and until you are very much aware of the entire dashboard things could go easily out of hand and you would be spending a lot of money unnecessarily your ip should be a tool you should be open to licensing and you should use your ip strategically so that you can enforce your patents generate revenue ip is not just a cost center but it is an asset and each asset should be having a return on investment roi should be calculated for each piece of ip and each piece of ip if managed properly can give you brilliant dividends and results so planning and execution and strategy should be paramount in managing patent portfolios or any ip portfolio for that matter because maintaining big portfolios is a challenge for in-house companies and i always suggest that let the experts handle what they know best and you run your business because you are best at that yes all right sir uh, so sir wh- uh, how are ip portfolio softwares um, which are available helpful in ip asset management and in the management of ip portfolios as well there are really good softwares that are available which could give you data but that data needs to be decoded that data can give you <clears throat> a bird's eye view of your expenditure of your document management of your deadlines because patents globally managing patent portfolio is very uh, deadline specific you have to pay maintenance fee you have to respond to questions in a particular time frame so all those things need to be done in a very synchronized and i would say very meticulous manner so these kind of things if done in a through a software there are very good chances that you will not miss anything but still data management is one part and utilizing that data for insights is what the expert should be looking at ip softwares definitely help we use a lot of them to take care of the data but the real value of data lies in the insights that are derived from that data uh sir um how does ip portfolio management help in the joint venture and uh, strategic alliance definitely if i just mentioned that your ip portfolio should be used for collaborations as well so let's say if you have a portfolio that some part of it which you are not exactly using in your products or maybe a product that requires some technologies that any other company has patents on so there could be licensing there could be cross licensing or there could be co licensing so there are various models that companies operate on wherein i give you certain technology so that you can make your product while you 
gave give me a certain piece of your ip so that i could i could be safeguarded and i could launch my product so that kind of a mechanism to identify potential licensing partners joint ventures or alliances is always a robust thing these days there are a lot of core research happening between different companies coming together for r&d that is based on your prior ip or maybe university academia partnerships those generate ip and those are very good for the furtherance of technology so ip portfolio can be used to leverage certain gaps that you have in your armory and those gaps can be fulfilled through any licenses or joint ventures uh sir how is world intellectual property organization is helping in intellectual property asset management uh, and development i would say wipo has been very instrumental in creating awareness of the ip for the masses so wipo regularly conducts sessions seminars or other activities that help in taking the value or the importance of ip to the common people because it the as i would as i had uh, said earlier as well that ip awareness is the prime reason why it is not propagating as fast as it should have been or as fast as it is being protected in the developed economies but in developing economies it is still not given its due credit ip is your gateway to wealth success prosperity and that kind of awareness if created with if spread with the masses is what wipo is very instrumental on for they have been conducting training sessions for uh, small and medium sized companies and that was uh, the cue that i took to help out startup and msmes because spreading and explaining small small things because companies don't know whom to ask questions to so it's the job of the wipo indian government and professionals like us to explain to the common people what ip can do to them and ip is not a liability but an asset which could be a key to lot of good things in the future um sir uh, uh why does um uh, how does ip management generate uh, economic value it's basically safeguarding your own intellectual property so if you are safeguarding your ip portfolio you are safeguarding your business you are going ahead in terms of i would say your overall company value so let's say for example if uh, i can create an an entry barrier and ward off my competition in the market i would generate value if i develop something that i could out license 
or i can create something that can be sold out as an asset it has economic value because consider intellectual property as any piece of property and if any piece of property has a value intellectual property has a greater economic value uh, sir uh, what are uh, the steps organizations should take to uh, in in creating and promoting the development of ip organizations are doing a lot of things these days but one thing that i find lacking is that we are still not celebrating our inventors everybody talks about who has filed the maximum number of which company has filed the maximum number of patents but very few people talk which inventor has contributed to the maximum number of patents so that kind of awareness needs to be done inventors should be given their due credit they should be celebrated as a celebrity because they are the real force behind innovation and development so any technological development that is being done by the inventors should be suitably rewarded within the companies i'm not talking only about monetary rewards but they should be given recognition and that would help in people uh, getting more attracted towards innovating because innovation is something that is an ongoing process and once you attract more and more people towards innovation then only the uh, uh, i would say r&d would be having a great boost and that would lead to miracles mm. right sir that, those were really wise words sir uh, that we should always uh, also uh, i mean uh, recognize the inventors or the one who is actually the can is can we can say the backbone of a company because due to them the company is going through an innovation innovative revolution that's a very good point sir um yeah and sir uh, before we summarize this episode um, i would like to ask you what are the core mottos of life you believe in and you'd like to disseminate to the students of law and everyone in general well it would be a more philosophical question rather than something which has facts but still i believe that for any country to grow or any economy to grow it's not the larger companies which would derive or which would be the driving force it is the msme and the small and medium enterprises and the government is doing a lot of things to promote ip in msme sector ranging from i would say uh, various incentives schemes those things need to be communicated to the companies at the very basic level because there are a lot of sops lot of uh, uh, i would say incentives by the government and those if properly uh, availed companies can enjoy ip and gain economic rewards as well so that is something that needs to be percolated to the ground level and once that happens there would be a boom in the msme sector and 
who knows a small company from a garage could be next google right right um i think uh, we all listeners should take note of this motos and life lessons from mr nilanchu sir uh thank you nilanchu sir it was an interesting session i would also like to thank all the listeners for tuning into today's episode and nilanchu sir it was an a pleasure to have you on our podcast and discuss how to manage your global intellectual property portfolios i hope you enjoyed this session too sir yes ashita it was lovely talking to you and i would like to add to that that anybody who has any questions and is lost and don't know where to ask for just go to our website kanalysis.com and go to the help desk and that voice is free of cost I'm yes sir happy. yes sir that's really kind of you sir um i hope uh, my listeners and everyone who listens to this podcast does reach out to you and you do help them yeah Definitely. so yes um so for questions suggestions and recommendation please feel free uh, to visit nilanshu sir and also feel free to contact us on our instagram or linkedin accounts thank you everyone for listening to this episode of our podcast hope to host more talk shows every sunday this way we all will learn the aspects and prospects of ipr and competition law together this is in conversation with ipr and competition law see you soon in the next episode <laughs>